I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and our special guest today... Ooh, Louis Vertel. I like how you set that up in an NPR delicious <laughs> dish-like way. Yeah. Although, um, yeah, I mean, not that I sound like professional. It kind of bothers me that anytime I try to listen to the NPR, how like the people don't talk like they belong on the radio. They don't oh, have right. good radio voices, no. <laughs> That's... The pauses are like orchestral, though. It's, like all, it's all very well-timed, the way they speak. Yeah. There's a so, lot of like saliva and like lisp like it's like you know your voice should never be recorded like they sound and i've heard my own voice recorded and i still stand by that so um the movie we're uh, reviewing today is the movie scream if you've not seen it um and you want to see it um you know there's gonna be spoilers of this so like, if you're if you're in the age group of our friends who will listen to this podcast you've Almost certainly seen Scream. So I'm gonna say, join me at my level and see Scream if yeah. you've not seen it. It's yeah. an important part of my life, and I, I imagine most of the lives of my friends based on exactly well, when so it came out. I'm 29, out and 19, so it came out when I was like 12. We were like 11. 10. We were 10 because it came out in 1996, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see it right when it came out though. I saw it as soon as it came out in video. I didn't see it in the theater, but it was huge because I was a junior. It high. was huge. So no, was like, it was huge. Even like our age group, I feel like was too young to see that movie. And I didn't want to admit to people at school that I hadn't seen it because I was afraid to see it. Yeah. And I remember it would come up and I would like kind of like dodge the conversation because I didn't want anyone to know I was like too scared. Yeah. Then that, I did see it and loved it. That was the first rated R movie I saw at a friend's house and I actually didn't know what it was about at the time. This was like between the ages of 11 and 12 is when I learned anything about popular culture. So I didn't know what Anev Campbell was. I didn't right. know. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, I like didn't know anything about friends, you know. Yeah. And, and so I think I was never the same afterwards, there was, unfortunately. This is a huge pop culture movie. Like, the there's, like, a million, it's a, it, a, you know, horror references and, like, references on, like, layered on top of references. But just in general, there's a lot of pop culture stuff. Like, he cast all TV stars in mm-hmm. this movie. So, yeah, I mean, it, it would kind of... Kind of heighten your awareness, I think, yeah, of all like, that stuff. Yeah, and, like, for me, like, I really... This around the, came out around the time I really got into horror movies. And uh, it was pretty cool because then horror movies got really big again. And, uh, you know, I went to... I used to see, like, all of the released in theaters. And then I saw... Uh, was it Urban Legend? I or you know, I know what you did last <laughs> yeah. summer. I was like, what was the last big horror movie before Scream? Like there Candyman? Were, Candyman wasn't not even big. A that big was movie. like in 1992. I yeah. want to say I looked up a list of all the horror movies in the 90s, and like 1990 has a very long list of terrible sounding movies, and after that, it's all like sequels and stuff you didn't hear of and like Ron Howard's Ice Cream Man. Right. Like that's all that was going on in the early 90s. There was yeah. there, mean, the there craft was, uh, was big right before mm-hmm. Scream which yeah. I don't even know if you can call that horror necessarily. Right. Well, I mean I would say Sons of Lambs is definitely a horror movie. Yeah. Like, and, I agree. Uh, that movie was huge. But, but they, they called it a thriller. Right. Because it's it, the guy who puts face off and wears it like a mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's a horror movie. It's a that's thr- somebody who understands the t- the comedy of timing. Right. The timing of comedy. <laughs> and Malibu. That movie has some of the funniest scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah in film history, but I digress. I digress. Yes. So, um, the movie opens. It's something I can... Hold on. Peyton. Come here. 
We are joined, as usual, by our two dogs, Burley and Peyton. One of these noises is me, though. I'm not <laughs> going to explain which. Keep you on your toes. Well, you're the one wearing the dog collar. That's right. <laughs> I requested it upon arrival. Yes. So, um, the movie begins, and there's something I completely forgot about. Uh, there's graph, like, there's a lot of screaming. Like, like it's like... Oh, yeah. Then the title card comes up. the title card yeah. comes up. I completely forgot about that. Like, I was like... It's insane. Get ready for some screaming and <laughs> scream. <laughs> a preview of what's to come. Yeah. So the movie begins. It's uh, Drew Barrymore. She's like, uh, I always thought when I was younger she was babysitting, but like, she's not. She's just in a house by herself. She's getting ready to watch a scary movie. She's making some jiffy pop. Yes. And then she gets a phone call. Which, by the way, that has to have been the last batch of popcorn made like that in America, <laughs> right? On the stove. That stuff was really cool. Like, I always, like my mom never bought it because it was like... I feel like it got popular again after that movie. Oh, that's possible. Because, because I, I was wondering, because I did read a stat that said, like, caller ID was used way more after this movie was released. Uh-huh. I remember after seeing this, like, wanting to have... Jiffy Pop. Yeah. And I remember seeing it at the stores more after. Like, I feel like it had... I don't know. We should look up the sales of Jiffy Pop. I just remember, like, when I was a kid... In 1997. Weird round baseball cards with Jiffy Pop. Like, they were circular. Oh, weird. They tried to make pendant baseball cards happen. (laughs) (laughs) So, so she's on the phone. The guy starts asking her about scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? She's like, oh, he's got a handsome sounding voice. Uh He sounds like he's... 45. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe we can go out sometime. And then he's like, actually, I've got your boyfriend! Right. <laughs> but also, I, by that point, what I'm super surprised by is like, okay, so it's so white in the place. that yeah. I, I always thought, oh, it's so white inside and it's dark outside. That's why it's scary. Yeah. Also, she has white hair, is yeah, wearing a white, a white shirt, shirt, and white pants. It's and, like, it's and like this, a clockwork orange or something. Yeah, like this, a menstruation commercial. Yeah, like, right. Oh, these pants will really, you can wear anything. <laughs> this house is made of doors. <laughs> it is all, all doors. All of them are. Like, it's every house is like, people are running. It's like these rich California doors. homes, you know, where mm. it's like, and I mean, it works. They're all like in a fishbowl. And they have, she has all the lights on, and you can see into it perfectly. But there are 50 doors. Like, she walks down the hall locking a couple of the doors, and it's like, she's locked seven doors, but there are 12 left unlocked. Yeah, right. There are cupboards you can get into yeah. that she will not lock. Yeah. So, uh, Drew Barry, so then the, the guy's like, okay, we're going to play horror trivia for your boyfriend's life. And, uh, yeah, she totally... Uh, she biffs that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, can I just say... I mean, like, they play it like, because she didn't get the answer to the Friday the 13th one that it's Jason's mother, right. that, like, she was tricked. Drew, that was easy. She also says she's seen the movie 20 goddamn yeah. times. <laughs> right. You are an idiot. Right. <laughs> if it's not like they reveal t- the mom is the killer in, like, a weird sequence where you may have missed her. Yeah. No, she has lots of dialogue. Well, and he was like, I'll get her with this trick question. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, though? Good for him, though. He was like, this is a Fairweather fan right here. <laughs> right, he knew. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he called her out. He was like, bitch, right. Baker. Now, like, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. See, that's more of a trick right. question. Right, 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 right. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then she, like, so, yeah, Steve gets fucking good, Right. Which is- <laughs> Steve's, like, stomach turns into a cave. <laughs> yeah, no, you <laughs> can enter like, it. opens, like, a cave. <laughs> How did? How do you even cut someone like that? Like, 
Like, it's like it happens within seconds, and is the killer is out of, of frame. Is it like a cat of nine tails, or just like a yeah. knife that he like reaches over with? It's like a, it's he a shocking a, sight. He had a specialty knife just for carving this guy open. Yeah, for like field dressing beer or guys who play football. All right, yeah. I guess. Oh well, yeah, like, he's, he's like, wearing he's his Letterman jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, the hilarity of just introduce is his name Steve. Yeah. Just like- <laughs> well, because she says like I do have a boyfriend. I lied, and he's big, and he's mean, and he plays football, and he'll kick the shit out of you. And it's like she's lying now, and then he's you know he says yeah. the Steve line, and then it's like oh no, and he is a football player. Proof, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. She the speaks truth. the truth. Doesn't know shit about Friday the Thirteenth. No, yeah. But he must like her for her big boobs. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so she, uh, she then grabs a knife, which I like. That's good. Like generally, the women behave pretty well in this movie. Except like, that she never attempts to call nine one one because he's like, they'll never make it, and she's like, I'll take your word for that, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> like you are, haven't failed me so like, far. <laughs> like you can't hang up and call nine one one at any point. But there's a time where she's reaching for the phone and he calls her again. Yeah, right? that'll give. She's yeah. like, I'm calling the police because he's like ringing the doorbell. She starts, yeah, and she starts panicking. But hang up. And call 911. She also tries to run away, which is a good thing. Like, yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to hide in the basement or something. She's like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, do you know what I underestimated? So by the time she has to exit the house and is trying to go outside, she's hiding in a corner and like kind of peeking in and can see him in the house yeah. suddenly. I don't think they would have discovered her there. I feel like they couldn't see her. And then she's like, I'm going to crawl over here. And then they're like, wait. He's like, I know where to look. Right outside this window. Yeah, right. And he like, like turns quickly. When she hits him in the face with the phone, this whole opening sequence, the, um, it's not a stuntman in the costume. It's Wes Craven. Oh. And she really hit him in the face with the phone. And and that's, that's her main to to the concussion that killed him. It took 20 years, <laughs> but it killed him. Drew's not that strong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And also you see the popcorn burning on the spoon, which I was like, I was like, no, I no popcorn. <laughs> I like delicious. the use of the popcorn is really, it's a nice touch because it's, it's a marker of like the time that's passed and it's ratcheting up the tension, even though it's just fucking popcorn. Yeah, right. Like it's pretty effective, I think. I also liked in this scene... That the television is blue when she kind of crouches down next to it. Because there's a lot of stuff in this movie where... And I feel like Wes Craven did this with, like, Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Um, trying to, like, when you know, disprove the argument while you're watching a horror movie of, like, oh, it's just a movie, it's just a movie. Like, this person is watching a movie. This is, like, life. Yeah, She's right. talking about movies... That screen is blue. She just finished a movie like you might have. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, the movie of her life is finished, if you will. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Pauline Kael. I'm ripping this movie right apart. Um, I wrote it down. There weren't a lot of cell phones back then. There sure weren't. No. no. Yeah. Somebody, the kind of thing you notice a lot. Like, you're like, oh, well, it's just like, oh, yeah, don't have a fucking cell phone then. Right. Like, it's like, like people do have cell phones in this movie. Oh, we'll talk about that more, because, like, the police keeps calling it the cellular telephone. Oh, right, yeah. No, like, it's technology that was introduced yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, it's just surprising it's not calling it a car phone. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite line here, because we already talked about this, but, um, is when she answers her, the question, and it gets it wrong, and he says, I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer! (laughs) It's weird, it sounds like a different person in a creepy way. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so then it, um, her parents get home. 
Only like, and she she's like about she's almost saved, and then he like fucking stabs her. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I say about the parents? By the way, I like how in in like two words of dialogue they are established as the fucking worst people of all time. They're, they're, they're like, are, are, aren't the Gardenias coming in level? Like, like, they couldn't be worse. They like, are like Clinton era, yeah, like, right. profiting off of the economy, like. Pants suit, yeah, yeah, right. suit, like linen pantsuits. Right. Like no, in, in that way, it made me feel like like a horror, like a killer had invented, invaded like a Nancy Myers movie, which was like <laughs> that was that's a pretty exciting idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that, but then even then too, like right there, because that's what I what I wrote it down for. It reminds me, it was because like the dad's like, okay, shit, he couldn't use the phone, right? And he's like. Go down the street and use the phone. Or, or he's like, I'm going to go down go the down street. Go down to the Lomans yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. In which now you just like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right, um, right. And then um, they find her, they find her hanging from the tree, which the killers managed to do in like 20 seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there's steaming guts on the ground. I like that touch. That right. her guts are like, it's cold out, so there's steam rising from them from the ground. And by the way, somehow they have arranged it so the lighting makes her look like like the scariest ghost of all time hanging <laughs> from this tree. She looks like an Irish folklore character <laughs> <laughs> hanging from this thing. You know? Yeah, so then we cut to Sydney, who is like doing homework or some shit. Right. She's wearing a ridiculous nightgown. And her like, MDOS computer in yes. her American Girl nightgown. Yeah. American it's like, well, we gotta establish that she's a fucking Melvin. So. And we have right. a Nightmare on Elm Street entrance. Yeah. Built with Billy Lumens. Well, it's also the, like, it's just something about the 90s, too. It's like, you know, the, like, Clarissa explains it all. Right. Like, yeah. My friend would, or her friend would. Sam. Sam would come <laughs> to the second story window. Big, I think big, it's big definitely a Nightmare on Elm Street entrance, no, it's, specifically. It's, no, it's Clarissa. Explains it is, it because literally she's she's doing, like, impossible work on a computer, too, just like Clarissa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's more of a Clarissa reference, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. My favorite horror movie, Clarissa. <laughs> explains it all. Then so Dad, Dad enters with some exposition for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, he's like, I'm about to go to bed. He's wearing a fucking jean jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Lots of jean jackets in this movie. Right, but also like, it's like he's not. He's not like I'm gonna go out and get some cigarettes. Then I'm gonna come home and go to bed. It's like I'm about to go to bed. I'm wearing a jacket in the house for. Dan, something. did you yeah. catch that her dad works a lot? He was probably working up until that second, right. and he works at a jean jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, I couldn't get over initially seeing Skeet Ulrich on the screen? I'm sorry, he is ugly in this he movie. He is ugly. He's, like, he's, he's 90s like, hot, he's like, though. He's like fish-faced. He's 90s I just hot. remember thinking at the time, like, like he was so hot, and I realize now it's like, no, if you had a certain haircut, you got to pass as hot. Right, yeah. Yeah. The hair drapes. Right, yeah. Like, the look of, like, it was the 80s slick back, but then you let it fall forward and right. look greasy and shitty. He, he looks like, to me, if in the movie Dick Tracy, if one of the fish-faced people was, like, a heartthrob. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in case you uh, wanted to immediately know who the murderer is, uh, they let you know in the scene here. We're like, check out this murderer. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't make it clearer. There's an Indigo Girls poster on the wall. In, in Sid's room? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah. And then they, they start kissing and then there's a really, really bad acoustic cover of... of Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, the voice <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is, it's a, it's a nod to Halloween. Right, but it's also around this time, like, it was in, um, 
I, I know what you did last summer, but a lot of these movies, they would have, like, bad covers of, like, songs from, like, the 70s. Like, these, the, like, wuss rock covers. Right. Yeah. I think it was Creed. I want to say it was Creed did um, Another Brick of the Wall Part 2 on the I Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack. Oh, oh, my God. Is there a more erotic sentence than the other <laughs> <laughs> Autoerotic Yes, right. Yeah, coming soon. Oh, my God. So, yeah, and it's established like, that, that they're not having sex. Right, which and is, it, it's, which he tells us by talking about the Exorcist, which is something murderers do. Can I, say, can I say though, it's so weird because okay, they haven't done anything, and yet they say we began with an R rating on our way to an NC seventeen. Yes! So what did you do? What were you up to before that? And then she was like, "I will not be touched in the in outfits." Yeah, yeah she's wearing a nightgown that would make a Mormon be like, oh, it's, it's, it's loosen up a little." Yeah, right. Uh, I, I thought that was sure. Um, I thought that was uh, deeply puzzling. Oh, it's just like the entire world of Sid being like having a problem because her mother was murdered a year before, <laughs> and then she's going to take it out on her sexuality. It's so, like, in retrospect, funny. Yeah. <laughs> very, very of the times, I think. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. So then we, we established this, and she won't put out, mm-hmm. even though her boyfriend apparently a great guy. Right. Yes. <laughs> Deeply hot, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the next day at school, the police are interrogating people. Um, and, yeah, they say that, and it's like, they bring Sydney in, they're like, oh, you gotta go to the office. Right. The police are there. And they're like, this again, Sydney. We love you so much from last year. The, the weird, like, old buzz vibe. Was, it's like, this is disgusting. She's, hey, it's it's Sydney, guys. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. Our girl. <laughs> Our girl. I also think... Around this time, they establish. Okay, so we realize that Sydney has like a, her mom was killed the previous year. I had completely forgotten that her mom is raped and murdered. They Me say too. she's yeah. raped, yeah. tortured, and murdered. Yeah, like sadistic. And by the way, they couldn't figure out who did it. Could you right. use some of the rape evidence? Like, <laughs> well, Cotton Weary. They cause, oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. so she wasn't actually raped because she had sex with Cotton Weary. Unless right. Billy raped her too, but. Yeah, they, they usually can tell that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I know. It, yeah. It, they, it's, it, they make it seem like it was a, a, a part of the storied tale of yeah. Maureen Prescott. We have to remember, this is a post-O.J. Simpson America. Right, yes. <laughs> that this movie's existing in. This is before DNA evidence would get someone convicted in court. Right. So it's like, you know... I did, you can't be sure. Did you? I thought the number one thing I had forgotten about with this movie, in addition to that fact, was the amount of times they refer to Sydney's mom as like a slut... Or All like the time. The, the shame. The horror mom. The, like, there's this air of like, well, she did have it coming. Yeah. Due, due to sex. Even, even, like, even like her friend, uh, Rose McGowan's yeah, character. The worst part. Yeah. yeah. She's like, well, you know, Sid, your mom was a giant whore. You know? And she's maybe, like. Maybe she's she didn't like, fuck all those guys. She right. would have been raped and murdered. It right. goes back pretty far, Sid. Yeah. Those stories. <laughs> the stories about your whore mom. It's <laughs> so shocking. Yeah. She, she, she deserved what she got. I mean, she was a deeply unhappy woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, shame. She's a murdered woman. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then, like, we see the gang, sort of, we are introduced to, like... Uh, oh, yeah, so, these characters. Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, her boyfriend we already met, Billy Loomis. That name in reference to Dr. Loomis. Dr. Home, Loomis. Love it. Which is a reference to, to Psycho. Psycho. Oh, 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 Detective Loomis. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, Which yeah. also the uh, this is second well, strong Psycho well, reference. I feel like in this movie because like I feel like um, oh, Drew yeah. Barrymore being killed off in the oh, beginning. Yeah, that was like the right, big one. Janet. Yeah, I almost forgot to talk about that. It was like 
Because like even when I saw she that like tape, did a lot of press for this movie. Well, and she was the she's in the center of the poster. Yeah, like, I assume. Well, she, she was, was the biggest star when she it was came the only out. one yeah. I knew of before because I didn't watch Party of Five or any of that other yeah. crap. So she was the only person who I knew from before. And, and she was the only movie star in it, right? You know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and so like, but I remember being like, I'm like, oh, how is she going to get out of this one? And it's like. Bam! No, yeah, she gets fucking done. stabbed. Yeah, and uh, but it's it's good though because also like her specter and she is literally strung up and looks like a specter like moves <laughs> over the movie. Yeah, so it like sort of works out. Yeah, you know? I think so. And um, yeah, the gang's hanging out and they're yeah. um making a lot of like puns and movie references that are like far savvier than any teenagers yeah. so would be able to. So yeah. Stu, who is played by Matthew Lillard. Yeah. This with... is a great cast in this movie. Also, he is so good in he this is movie. So, everyone yeah. is so good in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem actually with any character, any like anyone's acting ability. Like I think yeah, everyone's really one good. Every time it was like um, a little questionable for me at times was um, Randy, uh, Played by um, Jamie Kennedy. Sometimes he does a kind of a high pitched voice. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> I think right. he's pretty funny in this movie, though. <clears throat> oh, I do too. But like, it's like his normal talking voice in the movie is not his actual normal talking voice. It's yeah. a little higher, and I don't really yeah. get the choice there. Though I will say, you know what was good about his casting, or it, fitting with the times, and I'm thinking of sh- shows like Party of Five or shows like um, uh, Dawson's Creek, or whatever. It's like. The geeky guy is like not as hot as the other ones, but like yeah. still on the good-looking spectrum. Yeah. Like it's like I, he, it makes sense that he's that character within that group because he literally is just attractive enough to be the nerd for them, right? You know, and right. he is the only one who would have this like horror movie knowledge that they all yeah. do, unless I guess like from hanging out with him, they all know this well, much about know, horror but movies. That's the thing too, like in like. I'm not complaining about this oh, in no, the movie, no, 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 though. No, yeah, not, but, like I was just like I always thought it was interesting too because I was pretty into horror movies and just people who I had nothing in common with, but I had like gym class with them and they'd be like find out like oh they're really into horror movies too, even though like you know they're black or something. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know, which just you know, barriers blown <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. People, like, you know, We're all the same underneath. Yeah, yes. I guess so. We all like to watch. Teenagers get murdered in movies. Yeah. Right, yeah. Also, um, not teenagers. That's not yeah. teenagers. Oh, yeah, they're all pretty old, right? Yeah. They were, like, probably about 20, like, 25 when I this was. I said about 25. Yeah. That was, like, the average age for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember, I always remember this scene. My dad walking in during this scene of them, like, hanging out by the fountain and talking. Um, because, like, we watched this movie, like, over and over again after we got it on tape. And, uh... The one line where he says, it's called tact, you fuck rag. Yeah. It's called tact, you fuck rag. <laughs> and my dad just being like, these guys have potty mouths. <laughs> They're also murderers, Dad. <laughs> like, Dad, you don't get it. I'm, t- I'm 11. Get out. Can I tell a quick story about Matthew Lillard? You absolutely sure. can. Okay, so he had a, a mini resurgence in the past few years thanks mm-hmm. to The Descendants. Do you remember that? Yes. In that movie? He was the other man right, in yes. that movie. Yes. He was really good, too. Yeah. He was um, good. Yeah. Um, in a movie I don't care about. I think he's about. great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I worked for a movie website at the time. And, like, the way it would work is generally if you wanted an interview with somebody, you'd find their publicist and email them. Yeah. So I emailed something random. I'm like, oh, I'd love to talk to Matthew Lillard, me being somebody who cares about Scream. Yeah. And we'll sabotage this interview with questions about Scream. 
within minutes I get a response back from Matthew Lillard being like I'll do it and then he calls me this has never happened before in an interview because usually you get called through like an agency yeah it says on the caller ID Matthew Lillard oh my god <laughs> I literally still have it in my phone do you have his phone number I'm like Matthew Lillard let's, I'm coming for you girl what a scoop let's call him <laughs> yes right get him on the podcast hey boy <laughs> yeah what's up are you having dinner with your kids yeah. can you pause for a second yes right <laughs> Uh, but sorry, continue. Yeah, no. So yeah. No, so, no, no. Wait, no. Continue. Oh, that was the whole story. No, okay, that was the story. I know okay. Matthew Lillard, and he's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to Sydney's house. She's like watching TV. She's watching the news report about her mom, and it's like, yeah, they're like, yeah, she was raped and murdered by Cotton Weary. It was like, whoa. Yeah, right. Just like that, huh? It's yeah. at this point that you notice that Sydney's house has a lot of lace curtains in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, she has a duck phone. Like, like it looked like it was a duck phone. And oh. I was kind of disappointed that when the phone rang later, we didn't hear the duck quack. Right. Also, I just, I was immediately nostalgic for, during the scene, so Sydney is watching this news report and then, like, takes a nap on the couch. The idea of, like, taking a nap on a couch and, like, a landline waking you up next to it, <laughs> that's such an old idea. Right. You will never see that again. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. For sure. But it's also weird, because it happens if you notice a lot in this movie, because I... I was like, conscious of it, which I wouldn't, wasn't at the time because everyone still had landlines. But usually only one phone rings with the, like the person's calling. Right, yeah. Whereas back in the day, you'd have like the foot, like the old AT&T style phone ringing. You'd be like, Bring! And then you'd have like the portable. Yep, yep, yep. The, the phone uh, ver- uh, language of this movie is mm-hmm. just very interesting and yeah. dated and, and will have to be explained to future <clears throat> generations. There, yeah. This movie's pretty, it's pretty dated in a lot of ways. Yeah. And for a nice girl who were like, oh, Sydney's such a good girl. She would have sex with her boyfriend because that's what makes a person good. Right. She wears her goddamn shoes on the couch when she takes her nap. That's right. Yeah, she does not <laughs> give a like, shit. You just <laughs> a fucking wall when people do that even in movies. Like, oh, come on. Right. That's some tact. <laughs> so, it's Sydney who needs the tact, ultimately. Yeah. And she gets a phone call from the killer. Right, yes, and he is up to his old tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lo- loves a little in-joke. Yeah. yeah, there's a little dramatic irony going on here. We all know he's the killer. She assumes him to be Randy. Right, because Randy's obsessed with horror movies. Yeah. I forget how often in the movie they, like, mistake... Like, mistake the killer like, for like, Randy. Like when Rose McGowan later is in the garage and she says, and we'll get to this, obviously, but she's yeah. like, she thinks it's Randy yeah. and all this stuff. It's like, they so they suggest it's the actual killer so many times. Yes, you know? he then, even yeah. actually says, I'm the first one to admit it, if this was a horror movie, I would be the killer. Right, yeah. Because yeah, it usually, like, especially, like, taking, like, the tropes like, the 80s, it usually was the nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah. right. So we would play a prank on him, then he'd show up and kill everybody. Yeah, or, yeah. like, a mysterious relative or something. Yeah, right. This so, is, the, and this is the scene where she says like it's always a big breasted girl running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door it's insulting so of course she ends up running up the stairs yeah. when he attacks her right and also in the trailer if you remember when they say that they always cut to that scene from later in the movie in the, uh, where Rose McGowan's got the, the pointy nipples Yeah, <laughs> that was always the part of the trailer I'm like ooh gotta see this yeah one. right <laughs> Those those nipples are super erect. Yes. I read up on the trivia before recording this, and those those are not prosthetics. As a tri- like, I wasn't wondering that, but they yeah. let me know for sure. <laughs> those are her actual nipples, oh, so good. she should put that on her resume. Nip nips get nipples. super erect. <laughs> and then, so the, like the killer, like so she forgets to hang up the phone when the killer like burns out of the closet, and uh, she goes up to her room. And she calls the cops to the computer. Which, which is, is amazing technology. <laughs> I remember. I will type I this in. I don't know how to do that now. Like, no. Have, like, 
You know. She does it immediately on her MS. She like types it into Qbert. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing this and wondering, like, oh wow, can the internet do that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Should you need to? I mean, what's the game where you did the typing in on, on the computer, like Zork or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it reminded me of that. Like, just the police interact that way. It was super funny. And they're like, "Hello, nine one one. What's your emergency?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> typing back, "Hello, what's your emergency?" Oh, that's it, so it hey, it's me, nine one one. <laughs> LOL. Just... <laughs> what does that mean? No one knows yet. Yeah. Have to it to the oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing out loud will come like exactly like two years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it's also like very like it's uh, of the time of the sense. Like I say that a lot during these movies, but it's also it's funny because it's like a, like on Degrassi or something they do shit like that where it's like oh we got to show like. Kids, they use the MySpace. We gotta, right. gotta use a MySpace on this, like not realizing that it's gonna date this shit in like a year. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I interviewed. Some, oh, it was Mindy Kaling. I interviewed her for Inside Out. She's talking about how when you read scripts, you can tell exactly what year they're from because they have to include the latest technology in them. So uh-huh. it's like in 2005, it was like care like. This cool character who carries an iPod, you know, it's, it's like it just is ridiculous now. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's very accurate. Yeah, right. it's like oh, these pe- the internet's gonna be huge someday. So, right. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta use it to call the cops, <laughs> which I don't know how to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To this day, like if I'm being murdered and don't have access to my phone, but I do have access to the internet, like pretty much I'm going to die. Well, yeah. Right. I would just then Google like, like how to do I be I the s- killer. Right. Do I send an email? I go to, to the Wikipedia about. <laughs> Wiki how. Yeah, wiki. <laughs> and you get like a Yahoo answer being like, don't know, girl, get out of house. Are you on the second floor? Can you make that jump? I don't know. Um, then Billy shows up, don't worry, and through the window and makes the most convincing I'm the killer face as he's like, it's all all right. And then, then he drops his cell phone and like, oh, we found this costume in the bushes. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, of course, because he owns a cell phone, he must be the killer because there are there are three in existence. Sid's <laughs> yes. so like, they're... One ring yeah. to rule them all. Yes, right, right, right. He says a lot of kids are carrying them around these days. See, and the cops are like, point, fair enough. Well, I remember like around that time, like it was really big in junior high, like to have a beeper, which I was like, that sounds terrible. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, what, how's it work? Like, oh, well, I knew how a beeper worked. Like, so wait, you're like, Bob just like beeps you and you can't be like, yeah, I was out. I wasn't by the phone. Like, My dad was the last person I knew to still have a beeper. The last. There was so he had him for like a couple years, before, like after everyone else didn't have a beeper. Was, uh, one of my parents' friends had a beeper, and he said he was one of the last people who had one. And when he went to like redo his contract or whatever, they like gave him a bunch of free shit because it was always just used by drug dealers. Right, you could just get a burner phone. Oh, right. And they would still use cell phones, and uh, you know, well, they would still use pay phones and pagers. Because uh, you didn't just couldn't get a cheap burner phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so then she's like, so then she goes to stay at her friend Tatum's, played by Rose McGowan. Yes, hey, arguably the role of her career. She is great in this movie. This like when I think of Rose McGowan, this is the movie I think of, and she is. It's a great character. That yeah, helps. right. Because yeah, she's like saucy. And, yeah, yeah. As far as like supporting characters go, like I mean. I've never seen a best friend role in, like, this type of film done so much justice. Yeah, right. Like, she, yeah, she's, she's not just someone who's killed. And yeah. she's interesting. And, like, 
Like, I feel sad because you see her family when she dies. Like, I think about, you know. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It reminds me a lot, and I think this is on purpose, of the last time you see um, Annie in Halloween talking to her cop dad. (laughs) Right. She's, like, kind of bitching at him. And I'm sure that that's not, you know, a coincidence. She's kind of bitching at Dewey, you know. One of the last times, I think maybe the last time she sees him. So, um, there's there's a lot of Halloween stuff in this right. movie. Right. I think, yeah, Rose McGowan was one, that character, Tatum, is just one of the first people I remember thinking was like cool in a way where I'm like, I'm not in high school yet, and I hope all the girls are fun like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like she dressed a little bit provocatively. We yes. talked about like her insane nipples and stuff, but I was like, I don't know if I was really familiar with the concept of a bare midriff before that movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, she was like. I'm wearing a jersey and it is teensy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was rad as hell. It is mud brand from Kohl's. Yes, right. Had that feel. Um, and also, what's interesting about her is, like, obviously, there's nerd. There's the actual nerd in the movie group, but she knows the references too. Right. Like, so they're all kind of casually savvy about these things and casually making quips about, you know, the terror train. The yeah. Whole, the Which whole is, movie. I think, like. Um, I found out, like, this, like a lot of people who are, like, really into horror movies, like, especially if they're, like, older than me, like, 10, 15 years old, they, like, hate this movie. For, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I can get why some of that would be a little, you know, whatever, but... Mm-hmm. I would compare it to so I run with a, a crew of game show addicts mm-hmm. and I think there's a general malaise towards who wants to be a millionaire because yeah. it's kicked off a whole new trend of like right. the way things okay. are supposed to yes. be done yeah. you know and, and scream afterwards it was like everybody was like a fast talking right kind of like suit like moody hottie yeah you know? yeah right and well but I would say what's good about this because like there are a lot of other movies that are kind of deconstructionist like horror movies and stuff and it found in its wake like sort of more metatextual and everything mm. but this also I think it works really well as a horror movie like oh yeah, yeah. You know. I think it is terrifying at least three times yeah. yes and it works and it works yeah and is a deconstruction of horror as a horror film and as a comedy like it's yeah. almost a straight up comedy too you know so right. You're like it's like clueless level jokes yeah like it's like yeah. straight up jokes yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very funny yeah so yeah. And then when uh, they're, uh, so she's staying at her friend's house, the killer calls again. At the, bolt. I mean, like, it's a cop's house. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite jokes of the movie, too, is she, she drops the phone, and then, well, Dewey, the, the, you know, the cop, he busts it, he's always pointing his gun just kind of around. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like he's in an Ed Wood movie or something, like (laughs) He's never held a gun before. He's just like, right. hey, how's it going, guys? Can't see on the radio, but I'm waving at Lewis's face. <laughs> right, yeah. That, and then, waving the gun means hello. And then he walks over, and he picks up the phone, and he puts out like a badass voice. He's like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, like he, which is, it sounds like a voice he learned from movies, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it, like it's particularly yeah, hilarious. Yeah, like, like David Arquette hasn't done much other than like the screen movies. He was in Eight Legged Freaks. That was pretty cool. But like, he's great in this. Like, yeah, no, completely He's super funny convincing. in this movie, yeah. yeah. And also, it, it's weird, like, uh, so obviously we know the whole Scream franchise now, and he's a major player. In yeah. The, but it's like, he's a pretty innocuous presence in this movie. Yeah. Like, he has a couple of scenes, but you don't think he's going to, like, well, lead the brigade. Going, they were going to kill him in this movie. Um, he was dead. Like, in the scene um, near the end where they show him laying on the floor, he's specifically not breathing in that scene. 
But then Wes Craven filmed the shot where he's getting on an ambulance and didn't know if he would use it or not, oh. thinking if we do sequels, I do like this character and I'll uh-huh. decide if I want to put this scene in to show that. But he should have been dead from like the stab wound was their thought. Yeah, yeah right. Um, well, that's a good way. But to they do it. they kept him, yeah, because he was he's pretty funny, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is a weird character to to keep. Yeah, you know? right. Because he's so he's so inept in certain ways. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or in most ways. Then, so. then Sydney goes to school and is asked, <laughs> how does it feel to almost be brutally butchered? How does it feel? By Linda Blair. Oh, right. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, uh, and she also says, like, the public has a right to know. Which is always... We're getting into my favorite character okay. type in history. Yeah. And we're, we're about to stumble into yeah. Gail Weathers. But female reporters will stop at nothing. <laughs> I don't know when we first invented this, but they are... Just women who look at TV screens and yell ratings. <laughs> I, I, it's like it's like an epidemic, and it better never end. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, like another crossing genres, but it's like uh, the um, archetypal love interest of um, Jean Claude Van Damme is the sassy female reporter. Yes, she's like, oh yeah, hey, she's like, I need to get into this underground fighting ring for my big story. Yes, right. <laughs> J- journalism as like I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I'm a gritty lady, and I've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> then they talk about um, Gail and uh, Sydney talk about Cotton Weary for a few minutes, which is like the fakest sounding name in the world. And I wonder, like, <laughs> yeah. how like, many like he was looking around the room? Like, <laughs> cotton, uh, we're wearing co- Cotton Weary. <laughs> <laughs> weary. Like, like, how many rewrites did that name just make it through as like a placeholder? And then they were like shooting, and they're like, "Oh shit, I guess it's in the movie now." <laughs> yeah, but, but is it not super puzzling his like position in this movie because he's played by a real actor who had so, done things at the time? I know that that was added in that uh, shot. Uh, the news footage oh, of yeah. him. Of, who is it? Liev Schreiber? Liev Schreiber, yeah. 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 Um, when, I don't know when they added that exactly. It was when they decided they thought they were going to make a sequel, potentially, they added that shot in. Because oh, okay. before, it was a different guy. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Who was like probably more disgusting, I'm guessing, because she's always like, my mom wouldn't have touched him. And it's like, Liev Schreiber. He's pretty good looking, yeah. Not that disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi maybe Watts went a, for maybe it. Maybe she's just like an anti-Semite. Right, that's true. Oh, I like that subtext. Yeah, we could get to that in Scream Five. Yeah. Like. Oh wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, it's weird because he does have a shot in this movie, and you wondered like, yeah. why did he sign? Did he know there was a sequel where yeah. he would have more of a part or what? Yeah, I know yeah. he wasn't originally in it. Well, and like, uh, so, so we skipped over it earlier, but Gail Prescott is uh, the main reporter. Oh, Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers, Gail Weathers yeah. right? Yeah, Sydney Prescott. Sorry. Yeah, and like earlier, so like when Sydney's at the police station, she comes out like. We find out that Gail wrote a book about uh, her mom, her mom being murdered, her whore mom, her yes. whore mom who deserved what she got, <laughs> the whore mom murders, <laughs> and then uh, and Gail Weathers like she said like kind of weird, he's innocent, that like you know she's like a sleazy tabloidy reporter, yeah right, and Sydney punches her in the face, which also like everyone talks about what a good punch it was, but like you watch like if you really kind of break it down, she kind of just moves her arms slightly, yeah. like it's like the <laughs> fakest punch, like since like. Uh, 
Sonny Corleone like beating up the, his brother-in-law. The oh right, well, there's like punches that aren't just missing. You know, like, <laughs> no, is this in that scene? Is she wearing the green power yes. suit? Yeah. Okay. I, that which suit is, is like, amazing. But yes, it's also it's the most repulsive color imaginable. <laughs> I just think, lime I was thinking, like, why is Gail Weather so effective in this? And it's bec- uh, uh, at least initially, it's because it's this horrible situation, and who emerges? Uh, and it's a very emotional situation. Yeah. Who emerges? The least emotional human yes. being ever, and it's a woman, the yeah. person who should be dispensing the emotion. Right. Yeah, and know. she's like book sales. Yes, <laughs> do you know what I can do for my book sales? Yes, slap, yes, slap, fatty. I can win a Pulitzer for this. Yes, yes. oh my god. Uh, and her and her the hair highlights alone. Yeah, yeah. But, and then like the next day at school, like she she talks to uh, Gail again, and it was like, ooh, nice. Well, and like she has no marks on her. No, face. Gail looks wonderful. <laughs> yes, yeah, gorgeous, Courtney yeah. Cox, beautiful. And that's like the, the like, you get her the, eyes are so pretty mm-hmm. yeah you just there's a lot of close-ups on her face i just want Perhaps sidebar <laughs> dancing in the dark yeah. that's right yeah. um then sydney goes to the bathroom and this cheerleader walks in the two meanest people on the planet who are pretty funny <laughs> with her dumpy friend yeah right <laughs> who's like, wearing the worst mom jeans in the movie <laughs> they're tap they're like tapered khakis yeah right yeah, and then she has like a barrette in her Dutch boy haircut. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and the cheerleader's like, maybe she's a slut, just like her <laughs> and, and then she goes in this whole, like, sort of, quote-unquote, cool, like, psychobabble. One day she snaps. She wants to kill herself, but she realizes that team suicide is out this year, and homicide is a much healthier therapeutic expression. Where do you get this shit? It's like, hey, did you see Pulp Fiction? Because we sure did. Yeah, right. <clears throat> oh my god, that's see- like dialogue's like a little too clever and not very clever at all. But also, you would think Sid had sort of heard it all by that point. Like, she's still reacting like, I can't believe they would call that. <gasps> Apparently, everybody in this universe calls her mom a slut. So she's like, she should have just been like, oh, well, here this is again. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, um, yeah, and then she she gets attacked in the bathroom. By, I guess, the killer? The killer yeah. is so sloppy. By the way, this <laughs> that is... is sloppy. I think that you, you could do a ranking of the top five funniest appearances by the killer in this movie. Number one is at the grocery <laughs> the store. The grocery store! Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just looking for popsicles? He's in the freezer section. Yeah. Like, they would have security cam footage, presumably. Like Yeah, right. I wonder who walked in with this effing outfit. <laughs> and they also, they, they cloud it in being like, oh, people are wearing this outfit around the school, well, too. Well, yeah, so. a little bit. Like, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, right before she goes to the bathroom, it, like, there's those bitchy girls. There's, like, uh, like someone's, like, running down the hall wearing right. the killer costume, which is, like, pretty funny. And then they bring, then, like, we cut to Harry, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, is mm-hmm. the principal, and he's, like, yelling at the kids. But the spinning is always wearing the mask still, which is yeah. weird. <laughs> he just called them in. Yeah. And then, by the way, they're at the party later. Yeah. Yeah. They are at the party. You're right. Those are the same guys. By the way, did Henry Winkler take this part being like, I'm going to be one fucking cunt-ass principal? <laughs> because he weirdly, that part is like kind of hilarious because later when they cancel school, he's on the intercom and he says, your principal loves, loves you. <laughs> it's like the most pathetic line in the yeah. movie. Can I just point out too, before we move on, when she's in the bathroom, she has to look under the stalls because she hears someone whispering her name. Like, the killer whispers Sydney twice before, like, you see the boots come down. 
She looks around on the floor, and there is rolled up toilet paper all over the floor. Like, the prop department was like, all right, let's just look like, let's just make this look like a used bathroom. Let's put, like, wet toilet paper on the floor. Toilet paper, that's in a bathroom. disgusting. Well, so, at some places, so, in some countries, and at the plumbing we do, so they don't flush their toilet paper, and people sometimes work in factories here. Who like are from there and they leave the toilet paper on the ground because there's no garbage can to throw it in. Right, right. It's just an interesting thing I learned while being a janitor. I was like, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, it's poop toilet paper on the ground. That's, this is the best kind of anthropology <laughs> right here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she also runs into her uh, ex, well, boyfriend. You know, she's he's like because he, he's got cleared because when the killer called her when she was at Tatum's house, they're like, oh well, it couldn't be uh, Billy Loomis. Someone else made the phone call. And the killer's like, ha ha, you cut the wrong guy. Right. And so they let him out, so he runs into her at school. No, he says, finger the wrong guy <laughs> yeah. again. And uh, he pretty tastelessly begs for sex from her. Like, yeah, right. He's like, oh man. Get over your dead mom. Yeah, right. Get over your dead whore mother and fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> the original title of the movie. <laughs> um, and then... um. The principal is murdered. Yeah, he's like they they establish him like as a red herring for about five minutes. It's like yeah, it's like oh he's got he puts the mask on like kind of goofing around in the mirror. And, like earlier he had some scissors. He was like cut, cutting. Yeah, right. Him. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, those like murderer scissors. Right. It's like <laughs> oh is he the killer? think so and then he's immediately just fucking right when he looks in his closet his Fonzie jacket's in there is it oh, mm-hmm. oh that's hilarious and then he goes in the hallway Wes Craven, and Wes Craven the director as Freddy, in Freddy the Freddy Krueger um as sweater yeah. yeah oh wow wow which wow. who he calls Fred which I've heard people complain about that cameo but I think it's great yeah yeah um, it's pretty innocuous I always thought this scene was a little bit out of place Although it does establish, like, a plot device of, like, it gets people out of the party because they find out that Principal Henry right, is hanging. Yeah. Although, like, I thought it was a little weird. Like, they're, like, excited. Like, yeah, let's go see another human being gutted. Yeah. Right. And also, it's like, by the way, they it is never begun to explain how they got the principal on the goalpost. Right. And, and the, he was murdered during the day. By the way, I'm, but here's what I'm picturing. Goalposts have like a crossbar. Is it on the crossbar or on like the high point? (laughs) And how do you hang from the high point? Yeah, right. Like, why would you hang from the crossbar though? The crossbar. The killer on like a crane. Get into the. (laughs) Like this will be hilarious. (laughs) Get a ladder in here. No, it's worth it. And by the way, imagine hang like balancing a body on it. Well, that's why Stu uh, had sent the girls to go get food for the party. They were busy. the principal's body up. I did read, though, because I did think that that always felt a little out of place, um, even though it does serve a purpose, ultimately. Uh, that was a Weinstein edition, because when they read the script, they felt like it, there were like 30 pages where no one was murdered. Right. So that's right. why they added Before that the party, killing. only the first two murders happened. Yeah. Casey and Steve. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he was like, let's get another murder in there. So mm-hmm. that's why that was added in. Because it's like kind of like, why did they do that? You yeah. know, it's a little weird. But it works because it is... A device later, so yeah. That Stu goes to the video store, which is great. Love video stores for all you kids out there. Oh my god! You and it's stream movies. You had to go to a physical place and you get a video cassette. You give them like three dollars or something to rent right. it for a night or two. And that that video store was very blockbuster looking. Specifically, yeah, you know. So it was like a particular bit of awesomeness to see them like lounging the aisles. It's and- like a great scene because like. 
There's there's all these just people looking for movies like um, Prom Night. Oh, the the woman's the like, howling. what's the one? With, what's the yeah, one with ET's e. 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 mom. mom? Which, by the way, D. Wallace and ET is not fucking ET's mom. So do you mind <laughs> yeah. <like> speaking English? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how he like figures that out immediately, right? Um, yeah, ET's mom would be another ET. Yeah, right. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, Frankenstein's monster, like that whole thing. You're like, so, or, or like Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, that's who it looks like ET, ET's mom to me. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so I said that with affection. They, they started talking more about the, the like, oh, the rules of a horror movie and who it would be if it was a horror movie. He starts screaming, which is great too. Oh right, yeah. Oh, before this was the the grocery trip too, yeah, with the go with Ghostface in the broad daylight. I think they were going for like. Like at Halloween. Halloween. I was just thinking throughout the movie at the beginning, uh, or in the Sydney scenes, it reminded me of the scary daytime scenes in Halloween. But the thing, yeah. difference is Michael Myers is a crazy person. I mean, not that these people aren't. Right. Well, like, in Michael Myers' mask, he was wearing it on Halloween. Right. And from far away, it doesn't look like he's wearing a mask. Right. You know, and even this close, is it's like, clearly a mask. <laughs> and it's also the one we've established very well already. The police know the killer wears this mask when he goes to see murders people. Yeah. Right. And it's not Halloween. It's it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like so fucking like, stupid. Like, yeah, kind of stretching the plausibility right. a little bit. But sorry, I, yeah, and then he, um, Randy says at the video store, look at him, he has killer written all over him. Again, telling you, like, this is the killer. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, and we get a little bit of foreshadowing with, like, Stu and, like, Randy getting kind of all over Jamie Kennedy's character. Randy, yeah. Like, oh, right, right. Kind of... Threateningly. Yeah, and kind of, you know, homoerotic. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Touching his, his earlobe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right, there is, like, a weird... And also, there's just a tension of, like... Stu for some reason gets to, it feels experienced like he has sex all the time or something yeah. and then this guy does it. Yeah. that's an interesting tension yeah um he also uh Randy has a great great line in there where he says if it gets too complicated you lose your target audience which is like really funny to me mm-hmm. um so then then there's the big party right so there's a curfew imposed on the town and uh so they're like let's have a party which strikes me as like how like the cops right. would yeah. immediately break that up like yeah. even gail weathers was like i'm gonna film this party because someone's getting murdered here for sure <laughs> you know the police were like like let's send our like most inept cop yeah dewey to like monitor this underage drinking but like let it happen right and by the way sydney, <laughs> sydney should just go there by the way like yeah. they they know her this person who has been attacked who is like Almost certainly going to be attacked again is like hanging out. It's just yeah, an yeah. insane idea. <laughs> and yeah. and people drive drunk from the party. It's like, Dewey, you are worse than not having a cop there. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So then, like at one point, they send Rose to the uh, Rose McGowan's character goes to the garage to get another beer, and the killer's in there, and she thinks it's Randy in disguise. Mm-hmm. And uh, she smartly starts chucking beer bottles at him, which I right. thought was pretty good, and says. Fucker! Which is awesome. Yes. And, uh, and by the way, this is after, like, she's in the garage, and then, like, the door mysteriously yeah. shuts, and then, like, the garage goes up and down, so there's a little something paranormal going on yeah. with the killer at this part. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot of scenes where it's like, okay, it makes more sense when you watch again, like, that it's two people working in tandem, you know? 
But like here, it's like, no, how how are they accomplishing all this? You know, well, like well, when he was finding the garage door opener, he was door, he was touching the button. That's right. true. Yeah, you're right. And that's another thing people have pointed out, but it's actually not like really a flaw. Because if you, um, what she did was uh, she opens the garage door, closes it immediately, and turns the light on. Oh, mm-hmm. Cause we, yeah, because when she first walks in, because I used to do that in my parents' garage, because the light switch was really hard to find, so I'd open it really quick and I close it. And then she asks, "What is this? I spit on your garage?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Rose McGowan. That movie is about rape. <laughs> 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 Not funny. <laughs> yeah, too soon, man. Yeah, right, right, right. I can't joke about. It. Uh, and this is, I mean. Okay, so we had the implausible death with uh, Henry Winkler being propped upon the pole. This is somehow even more implausible. <laughs> well, she dies by having big cans. Right, yeah. yeah punished for whorishness. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she like, is trying she to fit through a doggy door, and, like, it lifts up and kills her. I'm just going to say, to quote Janine Garofalo about speed, highly improbable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it, like, it, like, breaks her neck, like, the light bulb It works. mashes right. her face. It mashes her whole face. Yeah, right, right. Like the force of the garage door opening is going to crush her face. Right. The garage door closing can do that, you know, it turns out. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, as a kid, we didn't have those, like, sensors or anything. Like, we used to play Nana Jones. We'd roll under the garage door as it was closing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is awesome. And it's like, you can die doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Underneath it, specifically, right. yeah. But I feel like by up. 1996, all garages probably had that catch in them, though, right? Mine didn't until the mid-2000s. Okay. So, like... But they definitely weren't strong enough yeah, to lift that's a just human body. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's oh, a, thousand, a door that weighs, you know, 1,000 pounds or 2,000 pounds coming down. That's different than it going up. Right, right. You know? Yeah. As, as if somehow, like, the, the space between, like, the top of the garage and the garage is, like... A death zone where, like, <laughs> it's like knives and your face just disappears in it. Right. Well, I mean, I do remember, like, also as a like a pretty younger kid, like grabbing out of the garage doors and went up and riding it a little. Mm-hmm. But I was pretty young. And I would believe it. To do that because I would believe it a little more right, right. if her neck broke. But instead, her face is squished. Right, and right. Maybe that's like, what my parents are worried about, that, like, the light bulb would break. The, what, the light bulb broke. I noticed that this viewing, that, like, as it was lifting her, like, the light bulb burst. Because it took so much effort for the garage door to kill her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's something else that comes up, because later on in the movie, someone gets a TV dropped on their face. Right. And a bunch of sparks showed up. I don't, does this house not have a fuse box? Yeah, right. <laughs> to just set up poorly? Because, like, if there's sparks shooting out of the TV, it should trip a breaker. The light should go out. Yeah, right, right. And same thing with the garage door. Like, granted, that's the other part that's, like, a little unbelievable here. Is So she's out at the garage getting beer. No one notices no one, she's left. No one ever... Yeah. Well, also, no one's like, is that where all the beer is? No I've one, always wondered right? that. Yeah. No one's ever like, I'm going to get a beer. Oh shit, there's a dead there's girl. There's a dead girl hanging right. from the garage with a mushed they face. They never go back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And even when the guys are peeling out, I think I'd be like, hey, you know what? In the corner of my eye, it looks like you were driving. <laughs> you know the chick with the big hooters? Um, it looked like she was fucking dead yeah. from the garage door that was half open. Like, <laughs> I think I would notice that. Like, right. I'm not an observant person. Even if I was drunk, I think I'd be like, hey. That to me... I feel like the front door could have been far from the garage. 
Well, it kind of was. But the thought that they were waiting for beers, and the beers never came. And, and, right. and no one got up to get and more beers. And by the way, when they leave and uh, to go see Henry Winkler's Dangling Corpse, they are... They are. They appear drunk. They're they're, they're they kind of like hammered. groggy. Yeah. So it's like, where did it come from, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were probably going out, and they were like getting more beers, and they were like, oh, maybe I should tell someone about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's around this point too. Like, they, well, yeah, it's too late to do anything about it. <laughs> you know, they're watching Halloween. It's weird because a lot of them are like, oh, we've seen this movie a bunch of times, but they're watching it like the Super Bowl. Like, they, yeah. they're like, oh my God, <laughs> they, what is happening? No one gets that excited about seeing PJ's, PJ Soul's boobs. Yeah, right. There's no way. <laughs> and, and like, they're so like, yeah, they're like so titillated. It's like, but you guys but, have seen every damn movie. Right. Well, but it's yeah. also, the, it's like, they establish most of them have seen the movie like four times. They're like, oh my God, <laughs> oh, touchdown, <laughs> Joe Namath. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you guys have said you've seen this before. It's like, okay, I do kind of... They're not like huge cans or anything. I do kind of look forward to that part every time we see the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, but I would I never jump up and down like... <laughs> you know? Safety! Oh my god! Can you believe it? Do you believe in miracles? They are quite thrilled. Yeah. And when he pauses the movie to start breaking down like the, the rules of horror movies. Like, Number one. You can never have sex. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. And uh, I do like, too, that, like, so we see the boobs scene happen. And then a few seconds later, um, next time we see Randy, he is clearly drunk. And it's the well, no, it's um, it's when we see the boobs that he's like clearly drunk. But it's before that when he starts talking about the rules that he's like sober. Yeah. So that's like five seconds apart in the movie. Yeah, you know? right. But it's fitting because he's in high school. He probably yeah, had yeah. like half, a beer and a half. He's like, oh, <laughs> right. And now talking to himself about the movie. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. Because everybody laughed to see their Ted Principal. It's like three beers, and he's like hammered. Yeah. Accurate. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I've underestimated that part. Yeah. Um, uh, I like that they they're watching Halloween, so it's like an excuse to have like some of the Halloween score in the third act, especially because like the scream score. I don't know if you guys noticed, not very good. <laughs> um, didn't age well. Yeah. But they didn't do like the um, iconic Halloween score, but they have like some of the piano music and yeah. stuff from yeah. like you know, it's uh, it's not time accurate like. It's uh, it's not in real time, you know. Right. It, like it jumps around a little bit, but like I'll forgive it because it's like this movie is like in a lot of ways an homage to Halloween, as like a lot mm-hmm. of horror movies are. Um, also during this time, um, uh, what you call it? Billy Loomis manages to guilt his girlfriend into having sex. With oh him. right, yes, in a, like, in a very important, compelling narrative. Yeah. Where like, can you believe it? She had sex. Like, I forgive that though because I feel like it was. Um, it was denying the idea that, like, only virgins can survive, you know? Yeah, right. like, but it's not just, demonizing, like, women who have sex anymore, you know? Like, I think that was the statement right. they were going for. Unlike her mother, her whore mother. Her whore right, mother, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, no, no I, do, I do like that, but, like, I like that he, like, totally just, like, kind of guilts her just having sex. After, right. they, after they have sex, um, 
Sydney is combing out her like sex hair, and I think like her whore mom probably taught her that move. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna go take a horse bath. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and Tatum's blood. <laughs> Tatum's hor- horrier blood. Yeah. And she's like, hey, who'd you call when you were in prison? I don't know. I just bring this up. You know, it's like Columbo. Yeah, right. <laughs> and one more thing. Yes. And, and yeah, and he said, oh, called my dad or whatever. And also, by the way, why didn't he just say who he really called or whatever? Yeah, that it, it still. I, I didn't well, especially because it probably wasn't him calling. Because he wouldn't. It was have the, probably he wouldn't have yeah. The voice changer. It was probably yeah. Stu calling. Right, and then yeah, and then um, he gets brutally murdered. Billy Lewis gets brutally murdered. Oh by yes, the killer. Or so we're led uh, to believe. Right. Yes. And by the way, what must be was a brilliantly planned corn syrup attack. <laughs> See that they had the angles all worked out. <laughs> yeah, like, did he have a bottle and he mimed that that was the knife and like did stabbing motions to squirt right. corn syrup? No, it, it was like him. close magic. Right. Yeah. It like, like, <laughs> it's like later on in the uh, movie when uh, Billy is like revealed to not actually be dead. Spoilers, guys. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Mm-hmm. But he, he licks his fingers. He's like, oh, that's good old corn syrup. Corn and syrup is disgusting. He's put corn syrup in his mouth as part of like a gag and like horror uh. movies and stuff before it's disgusting there's no fucking way you would ever willingly put it in your mouth oh <laughs> god yeah maybe do you think he seasoned it or uh he prepared for that moment <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's all theater this guy <laughs> so yeah um can i just mention too when um do you th- courtney oh. cox uh, gail weathers and dewey decide to take a stroll to check out the car of the murderer potentially yeah. right. um there was, which is like a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> there's a murderer on the loose, guys. Um, as they're walking down, I always notice like they added in like walking sounds, and the walking sounds are too loud in that scene. <laughs> Did you guys ever notice that? The Foley art this movie is pretty serious. Yeah, it's loud walking sounds. They're they're louder than the like dialogue. As they yeah like yeah. go into the forest yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, you brought it up. It, it, it would be great if uh, Skeetal Rich was like super method and just acted like a brooding teenager, like twenty four hours a day for three months. Yeah. <laughs> like wouldn't let it go. Yeah. yeah, I just you know I just had to like kind of sulk around. Yeah, and be sexually uh, yeah uh, frustrated. Uh, yeah, I'm sexually frustrated. <laughs> oh um, god. Then there's that great sequence where, um. He's saying, when Randy is like... Watching the movie. Yeah, and he's like, Jamie, he's behind you, Jamie, he's behind you. And then they're in the news van, and he's like, he's behind you, kid! But there's that delay. Yes. And the and fat it, guy is murdered, who's yeah. been made fun of for being fat like 50 times at this point. Yes. Wait, just to be clear, what prevented, um, or rather, what provokes the killer to run outside? What does he hear? I think that was when Sydney was yelling, help. Oh, I see, I see. And that's why she ended up in the news van. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that and, would be what called him out. And yes. by the way, this this is the beginning of the killer's next miraculous feat, which is lifting this fat person <laughs> onto the hood of a van. Well, he, yeah, so like, they, she goes this out to dude the, so just a was on picture. his third bag of chips for that night. Right. So she runs out to the van, and she's like, hey, let's, hey, I need help. He lets her in, and then... They see Randy, like, in peril, and the guy's like, I'm going to go help, which, you know, pretty cool mm-hmm. for, you know, fat cameraman. He's like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll fuck him up. Yeah. Cool, you know. Good union man, probably. Like, you know, just, <laughs> right. And then uh, he's, he's like, oh, shit, yeah, the delay. They go outside, it's like, bam, fucking dead, which is, like, a pretty good thing. Yeah, like, out they, of nowhere. Yeah. They play, uh, 
Yeah, we also didn't mention because Gail placed a camera in the house to like watch the party. And, like, right, mm-hmm. which was pretty uh, another Clarissa move. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll just watch it from the van <laughs> using the secret feed I've set up again. Because unlike the police, she was certain the killer would make an appearance yeah, right. at yeah. this like third act party. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Sydney climbs through the van. <laughs> the killer. Can't make it through the van. <laughs> and he the goes, killer, drat. Like, <laughs> the, the killer literally almost yells, drat. It's, that's again. not a hy- hyperbole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you kids. Right, yeah. Dewey runs into the house, aiming his gun at, like, the chandelier <laughs> in television. And then, yeah. <clears throat> and then Gil get, gets in the truck. And so... With uh, um, with, so she hits Randy with her. He's like, "Hey, there's someone killing people here." And she starts just clubbing the shit out of him with her cell phone, which was right. a '90s cell phone, which could have killed him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure there were actual homicides with exactly that phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, she's driving the truck, and like the the cameraman slides down, like you're saying, onto the windshield, and she seems really annoyed. She's like, "God damn it, Ken! Yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. to drive here." She says, "Get off my <laughs> fucking windshield!" Yes, <laughs> just and, like that. And, and she's yelling. About like ratings at the time, basically. <laughs> like, and then she can't almost stop. runs the protagonist Sydney over, like, right? Because she's going ninety on like the smallest driveway of all time with a dead cameraman, yeah, blocking her view. I, I just don't think we've spoken enough about how the killers love to put dead people on top of things. It's just what they love to do, or <laughs> suspend them in the air, yeah. or they always lose in Jenga because they throw a dead body. On yeah, right. <laughs> yes. How did they get that fat dude on top? Because it's like everything they're doing, they had to do fast. Yeah, right. There were a lot of people around. There were a lot of witnesses. So it's like any propping of like a dead body had to be like quick. And by know? the way, I mean, like I'm assuming getting the dead guy on top of that van took uh, took two men. Yeah. Nobody is noticing dead Skeet Ulrich running around doing this <laughs> shit. <laughs> And there's no, uh, I guess, or are they both yeah. in costume? Yeah, who knows? Like yeah. in and out, you know. But then, but then think about it too, because it, it, like he was covered in caro syrup, so like the inside of his costume would get all sticky. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I bet it was really gross to do to put this to put this theater together. Yeah. Right, and, like imagine like you, you go to move him and like you get like lint on your hands and stuff too. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. god, too bad. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so then uh, yeah, they go inside, and then uh, it's revealed that there are two killers: Stu and Billy Loomis. Right, are both murdered. He gets her to give him the gun. He's like, "Oh, I'm okay, actually. Just give me the gun. Give me the gun." He's like, "Ha ha ha!" Right. We all go a little mad sometimes. Which, and, by the way, lame. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. lame. Yeah. Then he's like Anthony Perkins, psycho, and it's like, no shit. Yeah, get out. <laughs> it's like you ever seen that Twilight Zone where like the ghost of Shakespeare's in, and he keeps quoting Shakespeare plays and saying which one. It's like I don't think he would do that. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely not. I think he'd just be like, "Yeah, I just say shit I wrote too," but like, he yeah. wouldn't quote the play like Henry the Eighth. Right, yeah. Three. But I mean, it was literally borderline, like, play it again, Sam Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, we know that one, so, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Thanks for reciting one of, the, like, the hundred, like, a- AFI's, like, hundred... Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> ...famous movie quotes. Use the force, like in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luke, he's like, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I Spoilers! Spoilers, Elise. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on, what if people haven't seen Empire Strikes Back? We didn't warn them about that before. <laughs> I didn't say it was that was the movie it was from. Oh, nerd oh, tears, Jesus. the heaviest of all. Um, do you know what I had forgotten about this movie was that uh, 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 Billy Loomis, upon you know in the Scooby Doo 
denouement or climax where he's revealing that they're the, the killers sco- or whatever. It is a Scooby Doo ending. But like he says, to, he says to her like. How about this for a motive? Like, my, your slut mother was fucking my, my dad, and that's the reason that's my mom That's why Lori Metcalf left Stu us. doesn't know it. Yeah. Doesn't know that. And if I were Stu, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's why what, we're doing that's this? That's what this is all I about? I feel so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they have You're like, mad. Also, okay, yeah. They like, reveal their plan to Sydney like they're fucking Bond villains. Yes, right. And it's oh, like, yeah. and it's like, okay, this is a guy who, like, needs mommy's attention, because it's not a good plan. And he's like, look at the good plan I put together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like, like a, aren't the police going to find all that caro syrup all yeah. over everything? <laughs> like, wonder about that. Now, here's the other thing. There are people who have, like, gone on to, like, duos to, like, kill people. Like, how does that come up in conversation? Like, yeah, uh, right. Hey, uh, so what do you think about doing? I, I thought I'd, you know, smoke a bowl, <laughs> like, watch, you know, um, prom night again. Well, you know what? What if we, like... Murdered our hot girlfriends. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they usually do. Like when it's someone like it's like there is a murder to it's like Henry Lee Lucas who's a serial killer, and like uh, you know he's like re- like his mentally disabled friend. Like, yeah, right. It's never right. like yeah. There's these two guys that really hot girlfriends. They're popular. Their parents are very wealthy. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they just stay in it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's sad. and also again they raped and murdered Sid's mom. I don't think they raped her though. I do. I, no, because I think, because Cotton Weary admitted to having sex with her. So they pinned That's it on, to, uh, they, they pinned they it on him because his uh, DNA was on her. But so if I they don't... did an autopsy, they, like, okay. Yeah, they, right. They can tell the difference between rape and just That's sex. true. That's true. So maybe they did. Okay, so <clears throat> let's talk about what condition Sydney's hormones vagina was in. <laughs> The weird thing is like at the, the time her, of autism. Her her rape is mentioned one time at the beginning in a news report. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. So it is it's just this weird thing like, couldn't you just cut that out? There was you know? a part no, there was a part later on too where they were like, Oh, she was like raped, murdered, like, oh, there and was, tortured. Right? Yeah, and yeah. tortured. But yeah, they, they only mentioned it like twice, like mm. we yeah. leave the sex stuff out of it. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. But anyway, sexual crimes, very nineties fad. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> We got rid of those later. So then, <laughs> so then Gail Weathers comes in and tries to shoot them, and oh, stupid woman left the safety out. Oh, yeah, right. well, but there's other great stuff, like, yeah, and then um, Sydney hides. Well, and also there's the part there that's really cool where they're like, well, our plan is, like, we're going to cut each other and we're going to play dead. That part, they, they start, like, just fucking each other, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Stabbing, yeah. And then it's also good because it also explains why, like, these two guys are pretty good at killing people, apparently. Like, at the end of the movie, they, like, they're, like, at a disadvantage, like, fighting, you know, his girlfriend because uh, they're fucking cut up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. True, yeah. true. So, yeah, Gail comes in and she doesn't know how to take the safety off. And he's, like, works better without the safety on. And then he cracks his neck, which well, is I, such a weird detail. Yeah. <laughs> well, bad guys crack their necks in movies. Bad guys yeah. do crack their necks. Only... They wear slick back hair. Hello. Yeah, yeah, right, right. We should have known. And then crack their necks. Yeah, he the waited till then. The whoever cracks his neck is Bruce Lee. Right, right, like and that's because he's made out of like advanced, like like uh, urethane, and yeah. then, and, yeah. they, and, and it, it's bound to crackle. Yeah. So then Sydney hides out, and Billy throws a hissy fit. He starts. He like, checks ripping, like, like inside a pillow to find her. <laughs> yeah, it's like Citizen Kane style. He's like just fucking the room. That's up. my favorite yeah. hissy fit of all time. The <laughs> Citizen the Kane hissy fit because he's acting like an old man. At yeah, that. Like, <laughs> it's so good. The wood, the wooden hissy fit, my favorite can, thing ever. Can I say, by the way, so during that scene where uh, Sydney gets on the phone and is calling the killers, yeah. and she's and, and they're and they're like, "Are you alone in the house?" Where, yeah, where are you and stuff, guys? 
Of course she's in the closet. Right. She was just yeah. here a she second ago. She was just here. Where yes. did she go? Well, what I like about she that fell is, out a window. Yeah, right. On the was, first floor. Yeah. He was about to check the closet, and then he gets distracted by a cool part of the movie. He's like, oh, cool. I like this part. Yeah. And then she pops out and she He's like, closet, wait a second. Uh-oh, too late. Here comes an umbrella in my chest. Yeah, also, right. for some reason, she puts the mask on. I always thought that was a little silly. It's silly. Yeah. She puts not only the mask, but the robe on as well. Right, right. right. Um, and she comes at him with this umbrella with like the metal tip. And I guess like there was a pad inside his shirt to hit that the stuntman hit the first time. Went to hit him again. Missed it. Skeet Ulrich had had um, open heart surgery and hit him in the chest. So it was like extremely painful for him. So his reaction in the film is like genuine. But oh they, they kept it because it was a good like painful reaction. So you're saying Skeet Ulrich is pretty vulnerable and if we want to hit him. <laughs> that's hit him why we did this today. Hit him yeah. in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he tackles her and she does a great job. She sticks her finger right in the fucking wound. Yeah, yeah. right. Which is awesome. It's okay, like, that's unexpected out. too. You don't expect, yeah. Matthew Lillard's line of My mom and dad are was ad-libbed. It's oh, such a great line. It is really good. So they kept it in the movie. And it's, it's just the right amount of twist in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and she kills Ops him by dropping a TV on him. Which it's is, like, oh my god. I mean, like, Laurel and Hardy. I mean, what <laughs> is going on there? In your yeah. dreams, Slam. Also, I, going back to when they were, like, monologuing and stuff, and they pull her dad out of the car. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Her dad's been a bit of a red hair in this whole movie. Uh, yeah. You haven't paying attention. Yeah. They pull him out there, like, and they pin the whole thing on him. And, uh, and uh, Stu does a titular line. He said, it's going to be a scream. They already right. did that before, too. Yeah. When he said Jamie Lee Curtis was the scream. Quite, he, yeah. Yeah. I love titular lines. I love titular yeah. There were two titular lines in this movie. Besides the screaming in the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And so then, uh, yeah, so then, they, they, um, so then, yeah, so she jabs a finger in his shoulder. She gets him off of her. Uh, Billy, and then Gail Weathers saves the day. Yeah, as she had promised earlier, and fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, I almost. You know what? I almost think the entire success of this movie hinges on how well she says the line. Guess I turned off the safety that time, you bastard. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she became a real badass. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like none of the men were able to. Like Dewey was useless. Like yeah. Randy got Randy, shot. Even knowing the rules, was right? Like, like, yeah. no one helped them. Like, it was, it came down to, like, Sydney and Gail. Like, this is kind of a feminist movie. It's cool. You know, right, like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Gail is, like, guiltlessly into being the worst person ever. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, <laughs> good Nothing with about it. her is, like, fuck me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What a scoop! Yes. <laughs> Even, like, killing Billy, she was, like, book sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Hero so Hero of yes. the Woodsboro murders. Yeah. Gail Weathers. And then, and then Randy's, like, uh. Oh, yeah. Well, look out. He's going to jump up for one last screen. She just shoots him in the fucking head. Right, yeah. It's done. After he does, like, a boo like you might do to someone who had the hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what was he going to do? He's like, oh. Boo. It's like there's three people there. <laughs> and you're reaching. Who are staring at you when you sit up and go, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just well-timed and everything, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot better than in, like, Halloween where she keeps setting the weapon down, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I need to sit on a couch and throw a gun over here. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah she's like, oh, oh. That's my favorite thing about this movie is you hear the Jamie Lee, like, whimpering from Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that is the weirdest single noise in human existence. (laughs) The keys. Yes. The keys. (laughs) So I think we did a pretty good job of talking about like the time it came out of us during the Clinton administration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were all. You know, I was a couple they say that, guys, yeah, there's but... an argument that like things were kind of smooth sailing in the country at the time. So it's like, you know, and I feel like horror had kind of like worn out its welcome. Well, it, if it, you were going to do another slasher well, movie, especially slasher movies in particular, you had to break it down. Movies... You had to do a deconstructionist yeah. sort of fourth well, wall breaking film like this. It really kind of like because horror movies were huge in the 80s, especially with the rise of home video and everything. And, uh. Because I was talking about this a little bit yesterday at the party we were at, because this kind of fun shit I talk about. <laughs> um, that, like, horror movies, and part of the reason the section was so big, always in like, mom and pop uh, video stores, <clears throat> was that um, when VHS tapes came out, studios would, like, sometimes be like, well, we're not releasing this major motion picture to tape, because we don't, we want people to see it in the theater. Like, mm-hmm. And so they would never release some movies on tape. And tapes were, it wasn't a self-free medium like DVDs or Blu-rays where it's like 15, 20 bucks. They'd sell them for like, you could find ads for like, uh, you know, $60, $80 for a new VHS. Tape. Right, right, right. And so, um, you know, if you owned a VCR, which cost, you know, now like in 80s, early 80s dollars, like $300 or something. And now it's like even more expensive if you do the math. Uh, so you had a VCR, you didn't have a lot of tapes because they cost $70. So you'd go, you'd either tape movies off of TV, which had commercials in them and stuff, or you could go rent a movie. And part of the reason there's so many of these, like, budget, like, low-budget horror movies is because they would sell them, you know, for, like, maybe $40 a tape. Yeah, right. And so they needed, like, and because you couldn't get, like, A-list titles, so there's so many movies, like, you'd get. Uh, I, I, I miss the renting phenomenon. I mean, like, my, my childhood is defined by renting, like, Super Nintendo games. And yeah. things <laughs> like that. The, 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 the fun of seeing, like, a... Like, there would always be slips that you could pull out and, like, yeah. meaning one was there or not. You know? I remember walking through the horror section a lot at Video Playground, May It Rest, um, because that was one of the most interesting sections because they, horror movies were produced pretty cheaply, so I feel like the cover art was always, like, the way to sell yeah. it, you know? And right. So, you, so well, I remember like, walking like, past Critters and Ice Cream Man, like, a hundred times and be like, we should rent this, but knowing we weren't oh, allowed. The one, <laughs> like, what I always wanted to see as a kid was Ghoulies, because you had the monster popping out of the toilet. Oh, the Ghoulies! Toilet. No, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I said Critters, but Ghoulies was the one. Yeah, yeah that was the one no, that critters would catch my the eye. I was trying to trick you into watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ghoulies had the monster in the toilet. Yes, yeah, I remember it's like, that. Whoa, mm-hmm. This movie looks insane. That's what I had in mind. But yes, it, it, it was so weird though because that was the, my first time seeing like a bunch of movies where it was like you're not going to learn about these from like television, really. right? You know what I mean? Like right. you had to like discover this underworld yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so like that—that's the whole thing. So '80s were really big horror, particularly slash movies, but they kind of like we were talking, they've kind of fallen off. And like really, like how horror movies come out today, it's still in the same way from Scream. It kind of reignited yeah. everything, mm-hmm. and it never died off again. Not in the same way, no. Yeah, it never it's, seen as, it's like, never been as, as dismal as it was in the early nineties. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think horror does have a little bit of commentary of like whatever's going on in the country at the time. And I don't know that that's necessarily true of this case, except maybe like fear of technology potentially. Well, I don't know, but like other than that, it was just like a resurgence of horror. All, are you just basing that all on the computer scene? <laughs> <laughs> the cell phones, I'll use cell yeah. Phones, I guess. yeah. Um, and like, there's always like a fear of the, the youths. And yeah, right, you know right. what? The, how they, how the youths don't care about you know. It's interesting though how many types of horror movies now do own something to scream. Like even the one. Uh, 
uh, last year. What, what's the one? Where it's like they're they're in a house and it's like douchebags and like there's a killer throwing shit through the window. Oh, uh, and, and the, the killer leaves. A, it's a very popular movie. The, not the visit. The one before that. You're next. You're next. Yeah. That's like the, that's like so scream indebted. You know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and just like I mean, movies like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. It's yeah. like very mm-hmm. like deconstructionist. And like mm-hmm. some people don't like those. I do. Like over like especially like, that one was just funny. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was hilarious. No, it was like it was like if Scream happened to Rachel getting married. I mean. I like, yeah. I like, um, yeah, I like effective lampshading where it's like the writers are like addressing you in the writing, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and right. it, it's like, it's fun and you feel smart for catching it, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it, I, I love this movie. Right. And that's the other thing too. My, my counter argument, people are like, well, you know, it's, you know, it's just letting you like making you feel smart for that. It's like, dude, but you're defending a movie like Friday the 13th part four. Like, yeah. 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 Right. It's like, it's not like. This is worse, like, you know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. No, I, I mean, I think people are always going to resent, to a certain degree, when, when like, a niche phenomenon becomes, like, available to other people. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like, I think and, and the way that fashion is. people were like, oh, Project Runway's annoying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, that was nothing but a good thing. It got yeah. more people interested, and it, made, it, it, like, accelerated more you, change. more people know yeah. these names and stuff. Right, no, yeah. I mean, this movie was, uh, made hundreds of millions of dollars domestically. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was a huge, it was a big hit. Yeah. Like, you know, and but and so at a time when horror was not being produced, you no, know, right? Um, but it, because this was horror that looked like Clueless or some other yeah. kind of cool, it was like it was the right spin on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, it is legitimately scary and legitimately funny. Like yeah. it's an right. effective film. I've know? heard a couple people be like, "Oh, that was like a funny horror movie. It wasn't scary." No, it is fucking it's scary. scary. It's yes. scary. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's also uh, about twenty years old now. Which it's, uh, it's really shocking. As of this year, as yeah, of like up, this yeah. new, this twenty sixteen year that we're about to enter into, it is twenty fucking years old. I can't believe that. It's it's that really chilling. No, I mean I already had this r- with jagged little pill realization yeah. this year, <laughs> so I'm like I'm like coping with the worst already. Uh, yeah. All, all right, right, shall we get into the segments? Yes, okay. Um. So best hair. Ooh. Oh the the. Okay. Captain Rhodes Memorial. Captain Rhodes Memorial. You know what? I'm going to give it to Gail because I think okay. her hair is the most like <laughs> the most do 90s. Not fuck with me. Yeah. I have low lights and <laughs> it's Layers. real crust. Yes. I mean, Ski Ulrich for like most obvious heartthrob hair, yeah. but Gail for like uh, Faye Dunaway and Network, but to 1996. <laughs> right. Well, it's like I, I was saying to Elise when I watched this, it's like, yo, there's going to be a lot of runners up because yeah. it's like. It's like Drew Barrymore's wig. God damn the it, best. that's my winner. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> we could talk about that, but like I, I wrote that Skeet Ulrich's hair. You like, brought yes. it up as a throwaway. Drew Barrymore's wig wins. That has the most kind of single white female yeah. looking like bigness. Yeah. It also looks terrible in a few scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Skeet Ulrich's hair—it's like the iconic. It's like it's iconic of like this is what cool guys' hair looked like in 1996. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was. I like, think Gail what? Weathers' hair was. The women's '90s hair and yeah. Skeet Ulrich's no, Rachel, men's. No, the Rachel was the '90s hair. She had kind of the Rachel in this True. movie. True, yeah. a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different show that she was also on. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but Skeet Ulrich, it was like I remember being like, "Oh man, like that's what I always wanted my hair to look like." Around right. That time, I was like, "Yeah." No, oiliness was fucking like cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Also, like another thing, like kind of related to that, I can't. Remember, I boosted the NSO movie for one of my friends in junior high, and she's like, "Oh yeah." Well, you know, Skeet's the killer in Scream. And I had no idea who Skeet Ulrich was, so I didn't read shit for it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, if she said Billy Lewis, I'd have been like, God damn it. Yeah, right. I didn't read, you know. You don't look at that guy and think, oh, there's my friend Skeet. I mean, like, <laughs> so, I mean, she Odd messed name. up. Yeah. Worst name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best outfit. 
I think we got to go with the lime green uh, Gale outfit yet again, yeah, right? I have a few. Okay. Um, I started with Drew Barrymore's purple lipstick. Oh, yeah. Oh, dark lipstick <laughs> is such a good it? 1996 artifact. Um, I have Casey's parents' linen <laughs> casual suits for their night out. Um, <laughs> Rose McGowan's strappy white shoes. Rose McGowan's red plaid skirt. Short sleeved faded yellow turtleneck. Wait, and th- this is also has short the short jean the, jacket. The, the 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 skirt she's wearing with the spiral on it is very vertigo, right? So yes, right. that sh- that appears later. And, and points the spiral is de- right by her butt. Mm-hmm. Spo- point points deducted for that outfit because she wears the short sleeve turtleneck again. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> with that skirt. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's like a 60s psychedelic skirt. And then I also my actual I think my winner though is also Gail Weathers in that long jacket. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that long fitted jacket. Well, I the really thing with the neon jet, the neon like suit, like it's also like of the t- like at the time seeing the movie being like that's crazy looking. Yeah, right. Right, like it's like a lot of this stuff was like kind of nineties fashion. Like you know, I think that was nineties fashion. It might have been. There was a neon streak certainly. Yeah. Right. yeah, but that's more like early nineties. Like because this is coming players. out yeah, of yeah. like shoulder pads, like women being in like manly right. looking suits. But like I, I think... remember seeing the movie for the first time in like nineteen ninety six, and be like, that looks insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is a loud suit. Yeah, it is. It is like beyond Christmas green. It's also uh, short, which I appreciate. It's very nice fitted. It's it's super super flattering on her. Yeah, um, and it's insane. Um, best death. Tough one. I mean, because they're all so um, spectacular. Yeah. I I think it has to be Drew Barrymore yeah, because me too, yeah. because like even though you know she's being killed, you don't quite. She's she's dragged away, and you you sort of have an idea that she yeah. can get out of it somehow. And then when she's like strung up, it's yeah, like shocking. She, well, and, and I like really in that like the the fucking knife stab in her chest because it really looks like she's being stabbed with a knife. Yeah, yeah. that's how very well done. Yeah, yeah, and um, she's good in that scene too. Yeah, like in a being murdered scene, like she's really. Fa- I guess another thing I read that was kind of an interesting piece of trivia. Was uh, during those um, scenes where she's crying and she's afraid, Wes Craven, to keep her crying, was reading like animal cruelty facts to her, <laughs> which is the most Drew Barrymore thing yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> like, like dolphins caught in nets and shit. Yeah, right. Guess where you can't get coconut milk anywhere in this county. <laughs> and she wept. I am a um, runner up in a lot of ways. Like, I really like the. Kenny the cameraman's death yeah. because it's kind of more gruesome than like even the deaths where there's like guts coming out like then there are like the the stabs through like clothing and stuff like you see his neck get slit and yeah. a lot of blood comes out and he's like alive and like reaching for his neck when it first happens yeah. and um I like I like how Gail discovers him not when he's on the, the top of the van but like when she walks up and there's blood yeah, dripping, and she's like, where is this coming from? Um, I think that's all done pretty well. All right. Uh, scariest scene. The beginning. It's got to be the beginning. Yeah. See, I wrote down, like, uh, the part where they, uh, where Stu and Billy just start fucking knifing each other. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that, that's like the one time you believe they're actually psychotic. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, the rest it of the time, it. they're like, kind of making, like, cute jokes and stuff. And it's like, they're, like, fucking killing each other. Yeah. Like, 
Like, is this happening right now? And, and also, again, it looks really good, too. It's like, it looks like they're really stabbing each other. It's right. like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, invited into the home scene, I, I'm you know? Gonna say in like, your seeing ne- how the sausage is made. Yeah, in your next, when the chick is like, do you want to have sex next to your dead mother? Yeah. It's like, oh, now you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, like, that part was like, and she's just sitting there terrified. And these dudes just start stabbing each other. Like, right. Dude, you guys are friends. I mean, I'm going to still say it's the opening scene. For sure, because yeah. that's... Um, it was just completely unexpected. The yes. whole voice a- aspect yes. it was just like I remember being feeling so brutal at the time. I yeah. want to know who I'm looking at. Yeah. I think the scariest part is when he says, "Like she's like, what do you want?" And he says, "To see what your insides look like." Yeah. Because all this is occurring before you see the killer, which is kind of like I don't know. Maybe it's like in retrospect, like maybe he's just kind of dated. But it's like, for me, when you see him, it's sort of a, like, when you see the alien in signs moment, yeah. you know? Like, he's kind of not scary looking, you know? like well, Yeah, that's the thing is, like, they, they took, like, a, it was a pretty, like, common mask you'd find it, like, you know, everywhere. And yeah. Like, it wasn't like they made a new mask. For they the were trying one. to do a Halloween thing, but be different than Halloween. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the other thing, like, um, oh, God, I had something to add to that. Shit. In the Drew Barrymore scene? Do you want to expand on the scary scene at all? I I just, I mean, like, when you sit down for that movie and you've never, you knew nothing about it. Right. It's just, you can't be prepared for how horrifying it is. The whole opening segment, yeah. The whole, the change from she's having a friendly conversation to a you are completely powerless. Yeah. Is so fast. Yeah. And but well done. Right. And like I said before, like, they did a pretty good job. Like, you know, it wasn't like today with the... There was like an internet, but most people were dying all the time. Like, uh, I thought she was gonna live. I'm like, well, how's she getting out of this? And then it's like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Stand. The other thing I was gonna say, we didn't even talk about it. It's like this movie also definitely like a little bit of an homage to Black Christmas with like yes. the guy calling on the phone. The stranger in the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. There's another movie. There's quite a few movies where right. it's, it's like the trope, calls are coming yeah. from inside. But yeah. It so definitely. Really I mean, ones where it's done really well. a lot of people were like very clearly influenced by that movie. You know. Yeah. So. Um, best titties. I mean, it has Hottest to be. Titties. God, Rose McGowan it is like tits central. Right. Yeah. And it's like, also, I know She's got some nice boobs. I was anyway. like, man, Drew Barrymore has some great cans, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, like, she has great cans, but like, Rose McGowan's. They're like super I just star remember cans. being like, you know, 11 and watching this movie with a bunch of male cousins and like uncles. And, like, when Rose McGowan shows up with her, like, erect nipples, everyone would be like, whoa! (laughs) It's like like being really awkward and uncomfortable. So it's like, I feel like... I also, though, honorable mention to Nev Campbell and her Coles bra. Yeah, right? (laughs) But, like, I I grew up with all female friends in high school, including Elise. And, like, most of my female friends had big boobs, and I never really noticed... In this that movie, have been your first I know. <laughs> in this movie, all I did was notice how awesome her boobs were. I was like, yeah. boobs are cool. <laughs> They're big and you can wear them in a tight shirt. She wears those turtles. With, with no bra. She's yeah. not wearing a bra. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think she's wearing a bra. I think it's just a thin bra. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah probably see mm-hmm. Like, paint a metal picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, would you survive? Well, I think I would be the Randy in the movie. So I would say yes, but I mean, I would not survive right. the sequel. Well, that's interesting, too, because, like, for me, like, when I saw this originally, I was in junior high, and to full disclosure, I had not had sex in junior high. Oh, so Jesus. Like, and I was, like, really into horror movies, so, like, I identified with him. But now watching it, it's like, 
you know. You I'll don't. Be, you no longer identify with the guy who yells at everybody to watch the movie. For okay, like well, that part could be accurate. The, the things that he like likes about the movie, <laughs> like okay, pay yes. attention to this scene; it's important. Yes, I mean, have we ever gone through Purple Rain without me rewinding <laughs> and doing the microphone trick at least three times? Three is conservative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but um, but now watching it, like being like in my thirties, I identified more with Kenny the cameraman. He's like, oh, right, right. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go help those people because I think I would do that. He's like, oh shit, and I sign on to this theory. I think you're right. Yeah, the yeah. feeling of like, oh, I'm just at this fucking place. All right, I'm 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 being roped into action. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah like it, like in his mind, like he's like. Kind of like picturing himself being like the key to the city and yeah. stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be the hero here." He's like, "Nope." Nah. <laughs> Going from eating that '90s ass bag of baked Tostitos yeah. <laughs> to saving the day, I said that yes, I would survive because I feel like as soon as these murders started, I'd be like, "We're going on a vacation <laughs> to a different state," because like the party at the end. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, you guys have fun. I'll be, like, at home with, like, my bars and my windows and, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no fucking way. I think I could have been lulled into it using peer pressure in a random <laughs> way. Right. I'm like, you guys all think I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool, yeah. I can yeah. teach you about Jamie Lee Curtis. I've done some studies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how does this movie compare to Friday the 13th Part 4? I'd say it was better. I would say it's <laughs> slightly more sophisticated. Yeah. yeah, like a lot. Like that's the thing. Like I was saying too. Like if you if you like Friday Thirteenth Part Four and you don't like this movie, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> you know the vibe there. Like, yeah, right. Um, how, how many machetes do you give this movie? At least the rating system I devised. Out of four. Out of five. Five. Okay. You did not devise this rating system. I did. I'm very happy we used <laughs> this it. This is my rating system that you stomped all over and now have co-opted. Um, I yes, give went. this movie, I'm going to say, four out of five machetes. Do we do half machetes or not? Yeah, you can do You can do machetes. like three do quarters it. of a machete. Yeah, I'm in the four and a half machetes. Yeah. Oh. Almost five. I mean, it, it's just one of my favorite movies in general. I've seen this movie a hundred times. But just the wit of it and yeah. the cool factor. I just believed in the coolness of all those characters. Yeah. I don't know. I think, that, I, I think this is one of the best cast movies I've ever seen. I would say honestly. it's as good a horror movie as Airplane is a comedy. So it's for a specific taste, but it's the best version of that. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I would give it four. And it, it actually, like, God, we didn't get that too much. But, like, everyone's well cast in this. I thought they were, did a great job. But it's weird that more people didn't kind of go on to bigger things for this movie. Yeah. I even see, like, seeing this kid be like, oh, I bet Elias would be like big stars after this. Yeah, right. It was a hit movie and they were all great in it. You know? Right. They were all, a bunch of them were in like bad move, teen movies yeah. after. It's like Matthew Lillard's like with the uh, Scooby-Doo movies and like, yeah. yeah. Was yeah, he, he in like Idle Hands or something? No, no. that was Devin Sauer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like <laughs> movies of that ilk. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 No, like, yeah Without yeah. a paddle, that's yeah. what I'm thinking right. of. Yeah. 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 SLC Punk and a bunch of crap. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nev Campbell, like, uh, she did Wild Things, which I saw. Mm. You know, not, like, a great movie or anything. That's a cans-heavy movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she interest, like she took her close-up kind of more recently, like, in the last few years, like, for the first time. Like, she got naked in a movie. Oh. She I'm... was in Mad Men. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm from one scene. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. scene, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Rose McGowan, like, this kind of... 
She's now this feminist actress icon yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After she's, years of yeah, she's kind of an activist now. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jar- Jawbreaker was not good, but yes. no, it's, no, it's not. Yeah, she's in the Conan the Barbarian remake. Oh right, yeah, she was supposed to be the Red Sonia remake. Yeah, yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, she was in. Uh, she was in uh, Death Proof. Right, Death Proof. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. Rose McGowan just has like a cool look, I think. Like I yes, want her to be. I utilized. like the way she yeah. looks, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I think she's super talented. Like she's fun to watch, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm surprised she's not in more stuff. I like she hasn't been a bigger star, you know. Like she's kind of most famous for yeah. dating Marilyn Manson. You're right, right, yeah, right. Skeeter Rich, yeah. uh, did, he, did, he did as good as it gets, yeah. and then that was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, wow, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. He was like gay person who fucks up the house or something. That's right. Well, he was, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was Greg Kinnear's ex or something. I forget yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen that movie since that came out. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was around the same time too. It was like a year later. He's like, yeah, I followed up with this, and then done. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. weird. Jamie well. Kennedy was in uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. He was. <laughs> and I, the Jamie Kennedy experience. Right. Before this, he was in Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, indeed. That's yes. Right. He fits exactly into that universe. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. All right, I think we kind of did it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anything to plug? Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. I'm on Twitter at Lewis Fertel, where I will mm-hmm. keep my musings about Gail Weather short. Then, I, swear. <laughs> uh, I have nothing to plug. I'm at Professor Werewolf on Twitter, prof underscore werewolf. <laughs> keep uh, it spooky. Yeah, keep Thanks it for spooky. listening. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I don't know.